Can't see what's happening by now, then you're blind. They said it was to save lives, yeah, that was a lie. The writing's on the wall, man, can't you see the signs? Now they coming for the children, they just crossed the line. They said just give it time, only three weeks and it will all be fine. They want you tuned in to that TV every night so that they can implant fear deeply in your mind. Now in order to defeat them, yo, we need to unite. The Ministry of Truth has taken over. There's a reason that they chose Corona. Yeah, Corona means crown, work it out. Man, it's all symbolism from the beginning. They told ya, a virus to the mind. Infecting your thoughts, but enough is enough. Now we're saying no more. We see the Trojan horse at the door. This is war. We can't ignore the call. Big brother's gonna fall. Yeah, we gotta light the torch for humanity. Cause 1984 wasn't fantasy. George Orwell was warning what the plan would be. Now you can see it all in their strategy. Yeah, they wanna call us conspiracy theorists. But right now, we're the ones that are seeing the clearest. This is social engineering. How many alarm bells have to ring before people start to hear them serious ah can't you see this is deliberate they hand out sanitizers and masks but not vitamins mcdonald's stayed open same time the gyms didn't the only pandemic is cognitive dissonance yeah this is totalitarian people are waking up so they need to keep scaring them declaring new waves and new variants they got tricks up their sleeves so we gotta be prepared for them they choose what the facts are with their propaganda We know what their plans are so they won't get that far, nah You don't have to be Pythagoras to see that this ain't adding up How much until you've had enough, ah Right now it's the last straw, yeah They're slowly bringing in their passports It's been leading to this from the start Time to look into your heart now and choose what you stand for It's the dehumanization of the nation Erasing the basic foundations of human relations The emergence of apartheid creating segregation That's the road that they're paving Cause if you're not jabbed, then it's you that they're blaming It's you that is dangerous, mass manipulation Coercing you to get penetrated What's the difference between that and a rapist? I think their plot's got some holes They want you to follow rules, but they don't It's a joke, now it's coming to the end of the road It's a fight for our souls How much of your life have they already stole? And how much more will they try to? How much will you turn a blind eye to? Roll up your sleeve and get a free donut to eat. Can't you see they're trying to bribe you? What's really in that concoction? How many adverse reactions till we stop this? How many must die for power, lies and profits? I refuse to just stand by watching. No, that is not an option. What if that was your kid? Maybe then you would start talking. Maybe then you'd see the point. The children need a voice. We need to fight for their future before it's destroyed. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. I'm Sam. I am welcome to the Lifeboat live stream. We have a special guest today. Uh, Dr. Nathan Thompson is joining us. If oh no, I've got to get him on the screen. Hold on. <laughs> Bear with me. Oh, there he is. Now he's popped in. Okay, welcome to the show, Dr. Thompson. I appreciate you taking time out of your holidays to join us. And uh, thank you. 
share Thank with you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Yep. So you've been doing something, I would say maybe probably less than one in a thousand doctors has been up to. You've been actually doing blood panels and looking at the immune system in, you know, as some of your patients are going through these series of uh, injections, if we, I don't know if we want to call them vaccines or not. That's all I have to say about uh, that. Sorry, I hit the wrong button there. Um, and you've got a snapshot because you had a patient who works for the government, uh, kind of against your what you would advise, decided to get the, the vaccine, got the first dose, and you were actually working on him trying to get his health back and get his cholesterol counts down. He was on a cholesterol medication. He decided to stop taking that. And you've kind of done these blood panels at these intervals around the shots. And your latest one is um, coming in, what is it, like two months since his last, uh, the second shot. And this person has decided not to take the booster. I imagine that's based on what you found. But uh, there's a lot of really interesting things going on with the immune system related to these shots that you've kind of uncovered and would you mind walking us through kind of what you saw where the patient was you know before the shots what happened afterwards and i'm sure i want to jump in with a lot of questions but sure absolutely <clears throat> excuse me the uh you know one of the biggest is we we, we have a wellness office so you know when people come in uh, to our office they they really are looking to change their lives however we use some pretty awesome lab testing in fact a lot of lab testing that that MDs, they don't want to, they don't want to do. In fact, they really can't do only because, you know, some of the things that we're looking for, there really is no medication in order to correct it. Yeah. Um, we always say that we, we don't test, we're not testing for fires, which is basically doctors are testing for your fires every single year by doing a basic CBC and a CMP and charging you $1,400 for it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's looking for a fire. Um, but we always say we, we test for causes. And so we want to test for the things that are either causing a fire or either going to cause a fire later on down the road. So, you know, with, um, with the testing specifically the immune testing, um, it's basically an AIDS test. Um, this is the panel that, you know, if someone has HIV is HIV positive, it's basically the panel that a doctor is going to be running on this individual's immune system. And because they realize that this person is going to eventually die and really is going to have a bad day if they're seeing certain immune markers starting to crash. Um, And so they know that, you know, if the virus continues to replicate and destroy certain immune cells at some point, then they're going to die of some kind of infection or of cancer whether it's a fungal infection, whether it's uh, uh, some kind of, you know, weird cancer that you don't see too often. And so we have the liberty to be able to basically test an immune panel in this fashion, basically on whoever we want. And the reason why is because, you know, we're not privy to an insurance company, you know, telling us what we can do and what we can't do. So with this individual, um, basically, you know, he came in, um, was, uh, pre-diabetic, uh, was on cholesterol medication, uh, multiple disc herniations, terrible chronic pain. Okay. Um, you know, basically he's just said, 
I, I just, I feel awful, you know, like a lot of men do in their late forties. And, um, so we started working with him, you know, first, and a lot of this is just lifestyle and testing and post-testing and, you know, things like that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we got him to the point and we show, we show the blood work. Here's what blood work looks like. Went from pre-diabetic to no longer diabetic. Um, saw testosterone go up, you know, all the C-reactive protein, which is a huge, uh, marker. But this is not, we saw but this is not pharmaceuticals. I mean, he's actually changing no. his lifestyle, changing his yes. diet. No, there's when, when you start looking at uh, pharmaceuticals, um, you know, and and people ask me all the time, you know, should I be on a pharmaceutical? I, you know, I say, you know, ask your doctor. But I can tell you that there's a lot of pharmaceuticals that really just don't make a lot of sense. Yes. And once patients actually realize it, they're going to say, yeah, this doesn't make a lot of sense. Why am I on three blood pressure medications? <laughs> you know, so we've helped people get off of three, four different blood pressure medications when I just explain to them, well, this is why you're getting dizzy all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is why now that you've been working with me, why your blood pressure is now you're waking up and you're dizzy because your blood, it's manipulating your blood pressure now too low. So this was without, you know, without any kind of pharmaceutical intervention or things like that. And one of the things is, is there's nothing that is more powerful than changing your lifestyle. And yes, we use specific things uh, with supplementation and, you know, herbals and things like that. And they do have a pretty, you know, a lot of the medications that you see out there, um, you know, as far as blood pressure medications and, um, uh, type two diabetes medication, things like that. There's a lot of herbals and things like that, that actually do the same thing without all of the side effects. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we got him to that point and totally medication free. Um, and in fact, he went from literally just, you know, sitting on a couch to being able to run five K's working out, you know, four to five times a week, weightlifting CrossFit. Wow. And, you know, he had lost about 80 pounds. Wow. Um, then he yeah. came to me, you know, and, and he said, Hey, you know, this mandate, I hear about this mandate, you know, and this is way too stressful for me. I'm just going to get it. I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to do it. Um, otherwise I'm going to lose my job because he was, you know, um, basically working contracted with the government. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is before all of these, you know, legal things that said, Hey, you can't, you can't be mandating it. So, you know, he kind of feels, you know, like, Hey, I shouldn't have gotten this done now. Um, but I said, Hey, listen, if you're going to do it and I can't talk you out of it because, you know, for me, as far as vaccines and things like that, they don't make a whole lot of sense if you understand the immune system, because they're stimulating the immune system backwards. Um, you, you, when you are getting a proper immune system response, you have to have an infection at the barriers first, but they're trying to stimulate antibody production by bypassing the barriers and putting it directly in the blood and trying to stimulate the adaptive immune system. So, and it's all about antibodies, 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 excuse me, but that's not how the immune system is really supposed to work. So I asked him, I said, all right, if you're gonna do it, I can't talk you out of this, um, then at least let me test your immune system after the first and then after the second, and then about, you know, about eight to 10 weeks after you get your second shot or your booster. He said, yeah, I would, I would love to do it because I don't want to get this, but I also feel like I'm, I'm going to lose my job. Mm-hmm. And, um, if I don't, so, um, we had an actual, just a generic immune marker. We didn't do it prior. Um, we just had like a regular CBC, you know, the doctors run every single year, 
um, you know, with a differential. And we saw the immune system was doing fine. Um, but then after the first one, when we ran an expanded panel, the expanded panel um, is really looking at what we would call the adaptive immune system. And they're called your CD8 cells, which are responsible to kill off a virus or, mm -hmm. or cancer cells. You got your CD4 cells, which are basically kind of like the generals as far as not too much, not too little. So they're, they're really just trying to modulate the immune system response. And you got things like natural killer cells, which is your first line of defense against viral cells and cancer cells. And then you got your B lymphocytes, which are the ones responsible for, for antibody production. So you can look at that on a test, but then you can look at all these different subsets of these white blood cells to really see what a person is in fact really deficient in. Because so many times doctors aren't talking about the immune system. They right. think that you get a virus, it's all bets are off, that you have just the same amount of, uh, of dying from a virus as the next person right next to you, and that's not true. It's so insane, you know, response. like throughout yeah. this whole pandemic, I'm, I'm sitting there saying, why is nobody talking about the immune system? Why haven't we heard any of these health officials say, at least take vitamin D? I mean, it's such a basic fundamental idea to, you know, give your body the things, the tools that it needs to fight for yep. itself. And it's like, they want that thrown out the window and you're yes. talking about these antibody measures and so forth the CDC, when they're coming in and touting these metrics of safety and efficacy and so forth, they're looking at very specific things. And, you know, I mentioned this German pathology report that we covered in last night's show. One of the things that was so shocking to me is they said when you have vaccine immunity that the, I think it's the IgG antibodies that sit behind the mucous membranes of the respiratory and intestinal tract don't even don't even get created so like yeah there's your first line of defense that's why all of the vaccinated are all of a sudden being infected with covid because like you said it's all happening backwards they're they're focusing mm -hmm. on the blood work what they can easily easily measure and touting that as the gold standard and it's really not yeah that's what they're not talking about it it's not part of the narrative and people ask me well why doesn't it make sense and i'm like well there's only two options um the powers that be have to be extremely stupid which i don't believe that or they're uh -huh. extremely corrupt and Cunning, that's yes. obviously where i am leaning to yes so yeah when you look at um and we we've actually have tested other people other people's immune system after the first after the second and we even have a test uh we tested someone um, actually while they were undergoing chemotherapy. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, um, you know, because a lot of times doctors do chemotherapy, they leave the immune system decimated. And if you do that, you're just inviting uh, cancer to just come back. Yes. <clears throat> so we've tested it during chemo, and then we tested it uh, after being off of chemo for about four to five months, but about 10 weeks after getting the second dose, and her immune system was even worse than it was when she was undergoing chemotherapy. So the whole idea behind, you know, the first the first shot, when we saw the first one, you actually saw a spike of immune system cells. I didn't see a whole lot change. I looked at this, I'm like, okay, all right, I can see why these cells, you know, certain cells are increasing because, you know, obviously you're probably getting some uptake of some spike proteins okay. um, within the lymphocytes. Um, the second one though, when I looked at 
things like CD8 cells, CD4 cells. I saw all of them go way down and including natural killer cells, which all of these cells that are responsible for a viral response. That's after the- Absolutely in a tank. That's after the second shot. So you see the boost first and you think, okay, that makes sense. The body's turning out these spike proteins and it's dispatching these uh, antibodies to go and fight those and attack them and build that response. But then after the second one, that's where you're seeing everything's plummeting. Yeah, so that's where I saw it plummet. And so when I, I did a video, <laughs> you know, and it was just, I was getting done at the office and I looked at this, I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna do, I'm just gonna do a video and just tell people this. Uh-huh. So it was just off the cuff. I'm like, eh, you know, I'll just do the video. And I got it done and then uploaded it to YouTube. And then, you know, uh, the set, you just watched it over the weekend start to take off. And then, you know, by the next week I was getting death threats and everything. I got taken off of YouTube and I, I saw it get to a million views and then YouTube decided to take it down. Yeah. But by that point, it had also, it had already gone to all other social media platforms. Right. But the only thing that I said, and the reason why, you know, Facebook, uh, the fact checkers went after me, not with one, but with two fact checking articles. And in fact, they even, they even interviewed Paul Offit in one of them, you know, who is basically, number you three. know, he is the, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he is the, yeah. I mean, he's you, up there you with Fauci, Fauci and, and Gates. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he is, he is, you know, Satan himself when it comes <laughs> to vaccines in my opinion. Um, he even responded. So they, they got a little bit nervous right. um, at this and you know that you're over, you're over the target when, when Facebook dedicates that much time and energy mm-hmm. to respond to, you know, little old me, you know, who's, who's actually running the tests. So the only thing that I said from this video is I said, what a wonderful opportunity for someone to get a breakthrough infection or to have um, some kind of secondary infection start to reemerge. And what I mean by that is, you know, things like Epstein-Barr virus associated mm-hmm. with chronic fatigue um, or, you know, to get the flu, you know, or to get a serious cold or whatever and then test positive again, because you know, the PCR testing isn't, it's not picking up COVID. We all know that joke, absolute joke. So you, you can't tell me, um, that, you know, you take some, uh, RNA and you swab it from your nose and then you, you know, uh, cycle it 40 times. These people have, you know, so it's an absolute joke and it's what's perpetuating this whole nonsense. Mm -hmm. And they know that. And the people who are keep perpetuating it are the people who keep getting tested. And the only people getting testing right now, are the ones getting vaccinated. Yes. Um, so, you know, the whole idea behind this, I just said, listen, here's a great opportunity to plummet the immune system and to get sicker as a result. So after his second shot, you know, I, I kept up with him and I said, Hey, how you, how you doing? How are you feeling? And he said, my biggest complaint is that I have no energy. And I said, within a couple of days, I started getting canker sores, which is strange that someone would be getting canker sores out of nowhere. And he broke out an eczema. So on his extremities with breaking out in eczema and he's like, and it's not really getting better either. But the biggest thing is, is, you know, the things that I was, was getting back to like working out and doing that, he says, I have no energy, absolutely none. So I said, let's test you again and let's see what's going on. So we did a, we tested the immune system, but this time uh, we just tested some markers that will run with a lot of men um, like some inflammatory markers and testosterone and things like that. And what's interesting is we saw his immune system actually come back up and it looked pretty good, but there was one marker that 
blew me out of the water. And that marker was that his um, homocysteine levels were absolutely elevated. I mean, elevated about four times higher than where they need to be. A lot of people say, well, what on earth is homocysteine? This is one of those cardiac markers that doctors never look for. And instead they're looking at things like cholesterol and things like that. Mm-hmm. And they, these are the people that, that they say, well, geez, Joe, he just went and got all this testing at his doctor. And the doctor said, things are just a okay with you. You're in perfect health. And then 10 days later, they died. They dropped out of a heart attack. You know, we. So, I, I want to jump in here amongst the vaccine injured. The story is so common that they go for test after test after test. A lot of them will do multiple MRIs. These doctors are just basically checking off boxes, running their standard series of tests. They're not acknowledging that this person could possibly be vaccine injured because that goes against the propaganda. So in the end, I've, I've read so many stories of people being told, well, you're stressed or you're going crazy, go see a psychologist or a therapist or whatever, and go home. We, there's nothing wrong with you. And it's just so absurd because what's happening to the body, I think is unprecedented. And it's going to take doctors like you who are willing to, you know, look at these markers and try and figure out what's going on and acknowledge that, Hey, this person might be vaccine injured. Yeah, you know, and the other thing is, too, is is uh, this may affect a subset of people much worse than other subsets. Yeah. You know, I don't think that, you know, if if this was the first shot, the second shot was going to decimate everyone. And I believe it's really hurting a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, because of the, the VARES, you can multiply the 20,000 deaths. I believe you can you can multiply that by factor. 10 or maybe even up to a hundred. So there are a lot of people injured or yes, even killed. Um, But I don't think um, it's affecting people enough uh, after the second, but I really do worry about the third, the fourth, because it's going to never end. It's, you know, they they want to keep doing this every four to five months. Um, And, you know, what's interesting is if you look at, you know, this lab marker, homocysteine, uh, if you got elevated homocysteine, we look at a lot of this. This is always elevated in people with fibromyalgia. Um, so this is when someone goes and they have no energy, chronic pain all over the body. And they're like, doctors like, there's you know nothing wrong. We're just going to put you on an antidepressant. We've measured people with homocysteine and their levels are at 50. I mean, in fact, the lab just said, we're just done measuring this. We don't go past 50. And then, so what happens in these people is they get very inflamed. Their arteries get very inflamed. Uh, They tend to suffer with a lot of uh, high blood pressure. There's a high incidence of cardiovascular disease. They don't detox very well, which means that they become very toxic. Um, They have no energy, extreme fatigue. And, um, you know, this was how he was exactly feeling. Uh, So I think that there is a subset of people um, you know, specifically that are very, that we, we call them poor methylators. Um, and if you've ever heard of the MTHFR gene mutation, um, especially that you'll see this in autistic kids. Okay. Um, if they are very, very poor methylators, this is what you'll see with, I mean, hyperactivity, brain issues. Um, it's, I mean, it's associated with so many uh, psychiatric illnesses and poor detail. I mean, so you look at this and I'm like, you know, if this was happening, all it takes is to, to hurt 10% of the population. Mm-hmm. And you have 
tens of millions of people mm -hmm. who this gene therapeutic absolutely decimates. And you're talking about methylators. That's methylation. That's what, that's this process in the liver that you're seeing in your case study. Um, yeah. That's taking something and converting it into something else that the body can use. And I think uh, vitamin D was kind of what you were focusing on you can, you were feeding your patient like four to 10,000 IU that's, or I think five to 10,000. I take about four to 10,000 a day, but his vitamin D levels were still incredibly low. And it's, you think that it's because what the vaccine is doing to the liver and this whole methylation process of converting it into, I guess, bioavailable vitamin D. Yeah. The, you know, one of the biggest things with vitamin D is that, you know, you take vitamin D and then, but what you're measuring on the blood is something that the liver has to convert. Okay. So um, methylation mostly happens in the liver, about 95%, which is why the liver is so important and is why no one actually focuses on it. But if you have any kind of um, liver inflammation that's going on, you're going to have uh, poor vitamin D conversion, meaning you take it and it still remains low. You're going to have poor hormone metabolism, especially, you know, women will feel this the most. You're going to have issues when it comes to weight loss. You're going to have issues with methylation. You're going to have so many different, you know, issues that are going on. But, you know, what's interesting is one, one of the fixes when someone is a poor methylator is, is high dose, you know, B9 and B12. And what's interesting, you know, what, what, you know, the, the whole narrative, the green narrative right now, they, they, they want you to eat all plants. <laughs> yeah. And meanwhile, one of the actual fixes is, is they actually eat, you know, high doses of, you know, like desiccated liver, um, but they don't want you eating meat anymore. They want you eating, you know, locusts and soy bugs and, and you know, yeah. nuts. <laughs> soy. Yeah. So it's, you know, the, the ants, one of, one of the answers to it is, you know, uh, methyl B9 and 12 um, to help with the conversion. So as soon as we start, we saw that going on, um, we started working on high doses of doing that just to help, you know, start to help with his liver. But, that, you that, know, the interesting thing is, go ahead. Yeah, that, that just um, made me think of something else. So one of the things that, you know, I, I'm, I'm not vaccinated, but I had this yeah. series of like five symptoms that, eventually one of I was reading a story about a vaccine injured person that was dealing with tinnitus and they were talking about how it got louder in one ear and it was changing the the pitch now I've had tinnitus for years that's it's never changed pitch and as I'm reading this I'm like wait a minute I think I'm vaccine injured even though I haven't been vaccinated but my brother was and I was around him shortly after and I think yep. through viral shedding I had like five different symptoms. Well, one of the things that, uh, one of the strategies that I've used that other people in my audience have used is a niacin flush where we're taking melatonin and niacin together. Uh, you know, I did last night, uh, two and a half grams of niacin and I think it was 20 or 30 grams of uh, melatonin before bed. And my ear, one of the other five symptoms was this ear was completely blocked up, filled with wax. I couldn't hear out of it for a month. Um, I, I was doing everything I could to try and clear it. Nothing was working. Tinnitus was going off. I did that. And the next day, um, or, you know, dirt, I, I think it was the first or second niacin flush. I could feel my heart beating like it was pushing on my eardrum and then my ear cleared. So mm -hmm. you're talking about 
giving these uh, mega doses of vitamin B, is that, do you think that's the same kind of process going on there or? Yeah, it can be. There's a lot of different reasons when people are having ringing the ears and stuff. And a lot of times I always go back to is get your minerals up, you know, uh, get your magnesium. Most people are so mineral, you know, deficient as well. And something, you know, it can be mechanical as well, but um, you know, it, it, that involves the neck, but even going back to the whole idea about shedding, because I've had so many people ask me, mm-hmm. do you think that people are people will be shedding? And I said, absolutely. Um, and you don't need to look very far as if, um, you know, if, if I start giving someone high dose of oregano oil, um, you pr- it, it, within, you know, 12 hours, they are going to smell like, like they oregano. just bathed. Yeah. yeah, they're going to like they went to Olive Garden. Um, <laughs> and so it starts to come out, you know, from internal into external. And that's, you know, one of the things how we're screening things is through the skin. Like even look at, at a diabetic, for example. And, you know, a lot of diabetics will have what are known as high blood urea nitrogen because their kidneys aren't doing very good. Mm-hmm. And so if it can't clear the kidneys, it's going to clear out the skin, which is why there's a lot of people, they smell like urine. Or in fact, you actually go into a nursing home. And you're like, why does it smell like urine? Well, those people, their kidneys aren't functioning very well. And so they, when they ask, Hey, can the, can the people shed the virus? I'm like, inject something in and then stimulate, um, you know, the production of spike proteins that absolutely that they can go through the skin. And I've actually have experienced it because yes, I have had some patients who I've come into close contact with and Mm -hmm. I immediately I'll start to smell it because uh, my nose, my eyes will start to burn tremendously. And then it's like for the next um, three to four hours, I'm like, all right, I got a headache now. Yeah. Um, I get a, so, a very you know, acute sneeze that comes on when I'm around yeah. the vaccinated is what I've noticed. And, and, and there, there is this process. I think they're called exosomes by which the, the body is shedding, getting rid of stuff that it doesn't want. Well, no doubt it doesn't want to have, it doesn't want this, you know, spike protein. But, you know, like I said, the biggest thing with this mechanism of this gene therapeutic is that, you know, you're, you're turning your cellular machinery into a spike protein making machine. And just remember your immune system is designed to kill off uh, cells that are not suiting you anymore. So it's designed to kill off cancer cells and it's also designed to kill off virally infected cells. So you have, you know, a vaccine and it is infected and it is, you know, producing a spike protein. It's going to raise a flag and it's going to say, Hey, I'm making stuff that don't belong in the body. So the immune system says you don't belong here and you, we need to get rid of you. So the biggest concern that I have is, is um, in, in fact, a lot of the research that I said is, well, how long, um, are these, you know, specific cells in the deltoid or within the, the, the lymph nodes around the deltoid? How long is this spike protein? How long is it making it? And the only answer that I got was we think that it's making the spike protein for three to four weeks. So it was not definitive. It was we think. And I'm like, well, what if it is ongoing, you know, forever? So you have to think whenever the body is trying to get rid of damaged tissue or infected cells, um, we call that, you know, doctor, we call it autoimmunity um, or doctors will call that autoimmunity. We just call it damaged cells. The body needs to clean it out. 
And wherever it's happening is where you're having the inflammatory response. You have it around the colon, you have Crohn's disease. Um, you have it around your joint capsules, you have rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, you have it around the kidneys, you know, uh, or into the soft tissues, you might have scleroderma. There is now over 100 autoimmune conditions that they have found, um, and they're finding more, but the answer is always the same on how you're actually handling it. So we do uh, autoimmune testing in our office, where it's just, we can go down uh, and test for the most common 40. Mm -hmm. And now with a pool of several hundred people, there's over two thirds of people that we screen have autoimmunity going on. So we're, we're trading in um, the convenience of not getting sick for autoimmunity later on. And when you see over the last 40 years, autoimmunity has absolutely exploded when it comes to the thyroid, when it comes to the gastrointestinal system, when it comes to the skin and the joints. Yeah. I mean, we, what we're yeah. doing right now is absolutely catastrophic. You, you mentioned that in your video from the 1950s to today, it's just off the charts. I mean, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and you know, we've got, we've got Dr. Ryan Cole as well, who has uh, been sharing some of his lab tests. He, you know, he runs this, 12 lab that services 12 states. And as you yep. talked about, endothelial cancers are up 20 fold. He's seen, you know, outbreaks of every kind of virus. And he's pointing to this study that suggests that the vaccination is actually downregulating your toll like receptors on, I think it's CD8 cells and it's TLR three, four, seven, and eight. And that is effectively shutting off the immune system so that it doesn't even have the ability to respond. Have you looked at that study? Do you, is, what do you think about that? Um, the, that, that was actually the, the assertion that I made after this, after the, the, uh, booster okay. is, um, that we saw, uh, the two biggest things that are responsible for keeping cancer under wraps is your CD8 cells and then your natural killer cells. And both of his were very, very low. So, you know, if you think, Someone might be coming in and they're normal and they're bringing it down to maybe low normal. But if you have people that are going very low normal and then you see it go down even further, then, you know, just think most people, you know, who go from HIV to AIDS, they don't die from AIDS. They die of cancer or they die of an infection. Mm -hmm. So if this has the potential to be able to downregulate those cells that are responsible for killing off cancer cells in a viral or, or viral cells, then what you're setting yourself up for, like I said, is breakthrough infections or for cancer. So then the problem is, is then, all right, if we saw it come back after eight weeks, what happens then if they say, but you know, now we need to do a three month booster. Now we need to do a four month booster and you keep, you know, tanking those cells every single time. At some point, they're not going to recover. But guys, if you if you take that with the standard American diet and a standard American lifestyle, I mean, cancer already is five to six hundred thousand people every single year, and it's you know between that and heart disease, you know, you basically have an eighty percent chance of dying of cancer and heart disease. But now, when you know, look at that, um, you know, cancer will will take over heart disease you know, there's no question about it. And I mean, we're contributing to the cancer so much, mostly with the synthetic hormones and, mm-hmm. you know, things like that, that we're, that we're giving to young women and, you know, things like that. And, and I, so think I agree with his assertion. 
Yeah, and I think there's even evidence that, okay, if you look, there's a couple things I want to talk about here with you. Number one, um, the, the CDC, I, I think, and all the health agencies around the world are in this panic right now because we've got this Danish data that has come out that where they actually took unvaccinated as the control group. I, there's so many studies from David Bauer and all these others where their control group is somebody who was vaccinated against somebody who was vaccinated earlier or somebody who was vaccinated with this vaccine versus this one. It's like, well, wait a minute. Why isn't your control group someone who's unvaccinated? And they have just really been actively suppressing any kind of comparison. So on the one hand, what the reason I think they're pushing these boosters over and over again is what the data shows is that with each shot over time, you've got two things working against you. One, it's, yeah, you get this temporary boost, but it, it's a shorter duration and it declines faster with each successive shot. And then at the same time, you've got these variants that are evolving because it's a non-sterilizing vaccine and they're sitting there, you know they're vaccinating into a pandemic, so we know 100% they're vaccinating people who are sick with COVID, which lets the virus interact with the immune system. It doesn't kill it, so it's it's creating escape pressure. Um, what the Danish data showed was that, you know, if you're one shot, I think it was, I forget the number, 30 or 40% more likely to catch COVID, if you've had two shots, it was 275%. But then when you get the booster, it drops back to just 25% more likely to catch COVID. So they're in a panic. In the UK, they're going to three-month boosters, apparently. And I, I think they realize we're heading into flu season. We've got all of these people now that we've compromised their immune system. And, you know we're going to look really bad here. It's going to be really bad for us if we don't do something. And their only option is, well, we need to give them another booster, but that's not really the answer. Is it? Yeah. No, <laughs> it's not. And, uh, you know, the, the Israel study that they did a couple of months ago saying, you know, um, how, how really the people that are getting sick are the ones that are vaccinated. Yeah. Um, and in fact, I, I have so many articles, you know, reading and, and, uh, Basically, the, the whole synopsis is, is to for you to have true, and there's really no, no such thing as immunity. Um, you just, you have sufficiency through, you know, through your immune system. Layers, um, yeah. But for you to have sufficiency of your immune system, your immune system has to see the whole virus and not just a portion of it. Mm -hmm. So what they're doing right now with the spike protein is they're just, teasing the immune system with just a portion of it in order to cause an antibody response to just the spike protein. All it takes is, is it takes a couple of mutations and it changes it. Now the immune system says, I don't know what this is. I only have an antibody response to this specific protein and not this other one. And so if you have an immune response from natural immunity in which you have seen the whole entire virus, that when it actually um, mutates, it mutates weaker but it mutates and your body sees that because it sees so many different things that are similar to it. Mm -hmm. And in fact, there's even a study out there that says, Hey, you know what? People had the, the, the least amount of symptoms when it came to COVID were the ones who had the most exposure to other coronaviruses, i.e. cold viruses. Mm -hmm. um, so part of it, how you can 
carry on a pandemic is to uh, socially distance and to isolate and to mask Mm -hmm. and to not share uh, another person's microbiome and constantly exchange um, viruses and bacteria in order to allow that immune system to be able to strengthen. It's kind of like saying, hey, you know what, you know, we're not going to exercise. So, you know, we had a couple people fall down the stairs. So let's just go ahead and just let's all go home and and not use stairs anymore. Well, if you want someone to get better at the stairs, then have them go up the stairs, have them start walking and start running up the stairs. This is why, you know, this whole narrative doesn't make a whole lot of sense that if you want to strengthen a person's immune system, test it, and then make sure that they're getting exposed and then remove all the comorbidities that is causing a weakened immune system response. They actually should have, you know, brought, once they knew exactly what was going on, bring the strongest, you know, bring the strongest people and, you know, allow for that, for there to be herd immunity to go on and then protect the weakest ones. It was the weakest ones that should have stayed home. Mm -hmm. And just like, you know, in World War II, the strongest went out to battle and the people with the strongest immune systems are the ones that should have went out to battle. And how do you know that? You could have tested it. You could have tested it and it could have been over uh, really quickly. (laughs) It really could have been. Because yeah. again, there's a survivability of 99.9x percent. I, I think so this, you know. I, I think the second wave that we saw was a result of vaccination, and you know, absolutely with the with the repetitive booster shots. Another thing that's happening there is because you're you're hitting the body, you're training the body to pump out this single variant of a spike protein. You're not only is it not seeing the full virus, but you're training the body. We read a um, a Twitter thread yesterday on the show about that essentially trains the body to respond very well to that specific spike protein, but not it, it narrows the response so that when you yep. see a mutation, it's much less capable. It's like you're starting over from scratch. And because yeah. you've got, these uh, antibodies that are just grabbing hold and locking the uh, virus in place and and not sterilizing it, not coming in with the killer T-cell drill to wipe it out, it sits there and, and finds a way, okay, how can I, can I find another receptor? That's what Gert Vandenbosch put out in a recent video that he's very concerned about is this thing could mutate and find a completely different domain and we're back at square one. And it's almost like everything that the health authorities are doing here is exactly the wrong approach. They're, you know, stay inside, don't get sunlight. We're not going to tell you about vitamins. We're not going to talk to you about the immune system. You just have to wear your mask, which again, opposite approach of what we should be doing and uh, wait for us to come to you with this pharmaceutical that we're going to give you for free. Yeah. Well, it's not free, but. <laughs> oh, no, no. Yeah, no, that's air yeah. quotes there. <laughs> we have, yeah, we have paid an arm and a leg for it. Um, yeah, so it, it, it doesn't make sense. And, it, and when people say, you know, I'm, I'm so confused, uh, Dr. Nate, I'm so confused by this because uh, what people are saying over here is a polar opposite of what the so-called quote-unquote experts are saying so why is that? And I'm saying, well, um, they're either really stupid or they're really, it's a nef- it's something very nefarious. And what do you think it is? And people will say, there, it couldn't be that. It, there's no, no way. And I said, well, let me take you back 70 years, what happened in Germany. Yeah. And 
And, you know, and the reason why that happened was because of, um, you know, good people not believing in, you know, the, the atrocities that man with unbridled power is willing to commit. And it just comes down to, you know, what is it? It's got to be one or it's got to be the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as this, just like you said, the, the, you know, when there's only an, an, an antigen response to just a spike, to just this specific spike protein, um, it's almost like saying, yeah, we got a great alarm system. Um, we have a dog and boy, this, this, he will keep, you know, the burglars out, but the burglars got to be five foot 10 male and wearing all black and, you know, be carrying <laughs> a gun and only have, and only come at six o'clock in the afternoon or at the early evening. And that's just what happening is you're, you're generating immune response for just one thing. When in, in reality to generate an immune response an antibody response, to the whole entire virus. So mutated a little bit. And then, you know, again, people are actually just going to get sick again. Yeah. So the people that are getting sick are the ones that keep getting vaccinated. Um, and they're the ones that, you know, in my opinion are, you know, just, they continue to make, are making it worse. Mm-hmm. Not only are they making it worse by continuing to get boosters, they're also making it worse um, because they keep propagating all of the testing. You have people who are literally losing their minds because you know, they spike, you know, a one degree fever and have generalized body aches go back three years. And they would say, you know what, I'm just going to take it easy. I probably just have a little bit of a cold, mm-hmm. but the mass hysteria has gotten so crazy that when people think, I mean, they have asked people, if you get COVID, what is the chances of you dying from it? And depending on what news organization people are listening to, there's some people saying I have a 50% chance of dying from it. Um, and so, you know, just remember when, when they can stimulate your reptilian brain mm-hmm. and stimulate you in fear, even the smartest people with the highest IQs, once you put them into the fear mode and fight or flight mode, their intellect and their ability to reason goes out the window. Yeah. And you do not make good decisions when you're in a state of uh, perpetual fear and heightened fight or flight. I go at it with some of these doctors that are pushing these uh, these jabs, and it's like they just anything I put in front of them, they find the flimsiest excuse to dismiss it and and discount it and say, well, that's not relevant or uh, theirs. You know, the whole thing with theirs, they're sitting there telling us that. Well, I mean, these are, you know, first off, they like to say that, well, anybody can submit a report to VAERS. Well, if you do that and you submit a false report, it's felony. 80% of them are filled out by doctors and they don't immediately go into the database. The team actually calls you up and verifies, hey, does this happen? What was the lot? Let's make sure this is all good before it goes into the permanent VAERS system. And they have this concept called pharmacovigilance where, uh, you know, they forego some of these long-term studies because really, you know, if we're rolling something like this kind of new technology out with everything, you know, as complicated as the immune system is, as you've described, it should really take 5, 10, 20 years before we know the safety and efficacy. And they're like, oh, no, no, we don't need to do that. Pharmacovigilance. We will monitor for safety signals. And like, how's that going? Well, now we can't use VAERS because it's all anecdotal. Uh, they have mm-hmm. the CMS data, which is seniors 65 and over in Medicare. It's, it's 96% of that population. We've got a whistleblower 
from CMS saying it's 45,000 or 48,000 dead within 14 days, that would get counted all go as unvaccinated in the statistics. So like this whole thing is rigged and they've taken these people and they've isolated them. They've uh, scared them with these it's deadly virus and it's going to kill you and grandma and you're going to, your kids are going to kill grandma and this and that. And they've kept them in this state of heightened fear for over a year. Uh, and that has a mental impact on people. And it's, this is this whole mass psychosis concept where it, 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 it doesn't even have to make sense what they're saying anymore because if it's a little bit confusing, the people suffering this mass psychosis will just say, oh, yeah, I, I don't understand it, but I'm just going to go and trust these authorities who are telling me the vaccine is the only solution. And it's just mm-hmm. it's heartbreaking to watch. I, I don't know how we get out of it other than to just keep talking about it. It is. I, I, I agree with you 100 percent. I think it really is going to be. It is. A, it is the, the hardest thing that. Um, and it, it can happen. It's such a process, but the hardest thing um, when it comes to changing a person is to get them to admit that what they believed yeah. was a lie. Yeah. And it, um, you could just imagine that, you know, people have, they have dedicated two years of their life believing a narrative. It's going to take a long time to show people. Yep. Yeah, and this is why, you know, it wasn't true. Mm-hmm. I think actually personal experience uh, actually will change a person even more than, than even given, giving them facts. Yeah. Um, because if they see what's going on, you know, remember personal experience, you know, even though facts are always true, everybody argues about their personal experience. I mean, you tell a person, you know, listen, COVID really isn't that deadly. They're like, yeah, but you know, my, 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 uh, my friend's brother's great uncle twice removed, you know, who was in Alabama, you know, he died of COVID uh-huh. and, you know, for them, they, they make that connection. So they automatically assume, you know, that, that seven degrees of separation is just, you know, it's, it's, it shrinks to just knocking on their doorstep. I think that's one of the things that social media has actually done is it's, it's shrunk mm-hmm. our circle of in- influence to where now we're seeing that experience happen, you know, with other people talking about it, um, versus if you actually did look, go outside, you're not seeing people dropping dead. You're not seeing refrigerated car, you know, trucks picking up the dead. You're not seeing the homeless dead. You're not seeing that. But, you know, if you watch the news and you listen to specific social media, you know, um, uh, sites, mm-hmm. it's always, they're saying it's terrible and it's bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we're going to, how we're going to get out of it other than just to continue doing what we're doing (laughs) personally. And it may take some time. Yeah. Well, and I, I I think what's happening with the football play with the soccer players, we football players everywhere else in the world, we call them soccer players uh, having these heart attacks and strokes and dropping dead on the field. People are starting to, and FIFA, the, the organization that's pushing the jab is like, no, no, there's nothing to see here, but it's, clear as day it's on tv it's waking people up there are i think so many vaccine injured at this point that everybody knows somebody their neighbor got the jab Mm -hmm. and then the hospital uh, the ambulance came tonight uh you know just uh, dozens and dozens and dozens of stories like that that i've come across um i I think 
it's going to force um, the narrative out into the open to where people can see it and the whole thing starts to fall apart. Um, yep. I, I want to get back to your case study real quick here, but um, sure. as far as the soccer players having these heart complications in, in you know such large numbers, do you have any theories on what's what the mechanism is there? I know there's one where uh, the lipid nanoparticles, because they're athletic and they don't have a lot of body fat, there's a certain kind of fat on the heart, and that's where these lipid nanoparticles may be getting deposited, and that could be causing it. There's other theories that, well, because they're doing so much cardio, they're increasing their blood pressure, pushing the spike proteins, and, you know, kind of... Uh, disturbing those and getting them circulating through the body again where they're going to cause more inflammation what, what do you think is going on there are they are these guys the canary in the coal mine i believe so especially for males mm -hmm. um and for young people mm -hmm. and uh so <clears throat> i looked into this a long time ago a lot of the perspective that i come from really has to come from the perspective of inflammation so okay you know, when you look at what makes a person sick, it really can only come down to two things is chronic inflammation and chronic stress. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, those are the two biggest things. It's inflammation and stress. Chronic inflammation weakens the immune system. There's no doubt about it. Stress weakens the immune system. And just think about it. What do we all die from? We really die. People don't, you know, necessarily die from heart disease or cancer. They die from cancer because their immune system was weak. They die from heart disease because they were chronically inflamed. Yeah. Um, so if you look at these athletes, uh, when people said, well, why would it cause um, these athletes to be dropping dead? Well, you get, you have to look at um, the, the mechanism of entry of uh, the COVID virus and it's the ACE receptor. Mm -hmm. So uh, the reason why COVID affects the lungs primarily is because where you have most of your ACE receptors, angiotensin converting enzyme receptors are in the lungs. This is why someone's got high blood pressure. They take an ACE inhibitor and it lowers their blood pressure because it works with the, um, with the kidneys and in order to, uh, start to lower blood pressure. So this is why COVID's primary mechanism of entry is in the lungs. And it was supposed to be in the lungs, <laughs> but when you think about the vaccine, um, now you are bypassing the lung barrier and you are now injecting it past the barriers mm -hmm. and you are injecting it within the body. And there are other areas that contain these ACE receptors. Um, the ovaries contain ACE receptors. So now it explains, you know, why women are having weird menstrual cycles. The yeah. uterus contains these ACE receptors, which is why uh, women who you know, our menopausal are bleeding from their uterus. Mm -hmm. You have ACE receptors in the gastrointestinal system, which is why some people, when they got COVID, they complain of having, you know, um, diarrhea, but you also have ACE receptors in the vascular system and you have ACE receptors on the, on the heart muscles. Mm -hmm. So if you then start circulating these spike proteins and these spike proteins then end up, you know, on the heart and they enter in that heart muscle, well, of course, you're going to have a cell that is infected that then demands that immune system does something with it. So it has to do something with it, and that is the process of inflammation. 
So now you have inflammation and we call it what? Endocarditis, pericarditis. Itis means inflammation of. Mm -hmm. So you start getting some inflammation of the, um, the actual heart muscle. Mm -hmm. Well, there's less room for that to be able to start to pump. Um, and if there's less room, you start, you know, I think what the athletes are showing is they're showing uh, most people aren't putting themselves under that high level of stress and cardiovascular stress. Yeah. I think what they're seeing is, is maybe everyone, uh, depending on their immune function, maybe has some level of, of endocarditis, but they're not uh, pushing themselves cardiovascularly that hard and that often. Um, so that's my take on it is, yeah, you have ACE receptors in the heart, then they're everywhere, you know, and this is why there was, you know, so many weird symptoms that were going on because, you know, this is why some people said, yeah, you know, I got COVID and I had brain fog. Mm -hmm. Well, if you had a really bad case and it, you know, got past the lungs, then yeah, even people who had a COVID infection can suffer with brain fog can have diarrhea, you know, could, you know, potentially have. Uh, endocarditis. But we're just with the vaccine, we're making it so much more accessible because again, we're bypassing the barriers that are needed in order to properly handle an infectious response. And, and of course they told us, oh, it's 85% is going to stay at the injection site. That's a total lie. They knew from their own bioassay study that they had done years before that it goes to every major organ. And you, know, you had brought this up earlier and I wanted to touch back on it quickly. Uh, the spike protein, they don't really know how long it's being produced. I mean, the only way to measure it, I guess, would be to draw blood and look under a, an electron microscope. But like, are, are these people who have taken this vaccine, you, you, you know, in, in context of the athletes who are exerting themselves versus the average person who's not running around for 90 minutes several times a week, are they a ticking time bomb? Is the body going to rid itself of this spike protein it how how are they measuring to know when it stops like what kind of markers are you looking for do, do you have any visibility into that or is it just kind of like a take your best guess well you know for us we we don't have um it would be great if we could get our hands on ten thousand vaccinated people yeah <laughs> you know we just don't have the lab capability and in fact, we're not testing people like specifically for this. A lot of our lab tests, you know, are just, I mean, we do antibody testing and stuff, but usually if, if people want to see it, mm -hmm. I will tell you though, that I have had people who have gotten, you know, the, the initial and the booster and has tested negative for antibodies. Um, and I'm like, well, that's interesting, but yeah. you know, just remember they, they have already admitted that people who have um, autoimmunity and they're taking immunosuppressants, mm -hmm. um, that people are on chemotherapy uh, or people who have like fatty liver disease, they already have a very uh, poor immune system response. Mm -hmm. They don't have a lot of immune cells even to make antibodies, which is why what they can't figure out is they say, well, one and two jabs nothing's happening. Let's do a third. Let's do a fourth. Let's do a fifth. And they can't wrap their heads around the fact that you cannot create something from nothing. Yeah. Even with the, the therapeutic, you still need specific immune cells to be able to produce 
antibodies to it. This is why uh, in the last live that I did on our page, I said, well, look at this. They're actually in uh, clinicaltrials.gov um, in Hong Kong. They're looking for why people with liver issues uh, don't actually produce antibodies <laughs> to, to the vaccine. So um, it's, it's almost their way of saying, we got to keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. And here you have one group of people that they, they would be, and, and don't get me wrong, COVID can decimate people with an immune, right. with, you know, uh, with yeah. a poor immune system response, but so yeah. can the cold and so could the flu. Mm -hmm. But they're saying that the vaccine will save them, but they still need the immune system to even create the antibodies. And it's still not happening because they're already immunocompromised. Um, so it always comes down to this. It comes down to you need to strengthen that person to withstand any virus and not keep trying to whip the immune system to create. We call it the morale will continue and, you know, or the beatings will continue until morale improves. <laughs> well, we know by now that's not happening. Look at Israel. It's not happening. Yeah. And the people who are the most susceptible are the ones who are having the poorest antibody response. Yeah. So we do test antibodies. You know, I've tested my antibodies and a lot of people that test antibodies and even going back to IgG response, mm -hmm. you know, we test a, we test an IgM and an IgG response in an IgM. That's your initial spike with any kind of like initial viral infection. And then the IgG response, which is a long-term antibody response will pick up after a couple of weeks. And that even too will wane over time. Um, but the cool thing is, is that even if that antibody response wanes, you're still going to have memory T cells and they will sit at the level of the infection site, which in this case is going to be within the lung tissue, like mm -hmm. underneath the lung uh, epithelium. Mm -hmm. And they're sitting there ready to have a, a massive response in case they come into contact with that again. So, you know, what on earth are we doing? You know, the, the answers are there and it just, it comes down to um, this, this is, you know, it's to keep people perpetually sick in my, in my opinion, yeah. to rob people of their hope, uh, to rob people, to make people feel weak and to feel okay about it. And to give people this um, idea that the government is their savior. And, yeah. you know, I always yeah. say, no one's coming to save you. You're responsible for your health. Exactly. If you want to eat yeah. McDonald's, if you want to eat all of that, go ahead. You can do that. Just don't make me pay for it when you get sick. <laughs> mm. Yeah. You know, I, I suspect if, the CDC and the health agencies out there actually supported uh, a message of boost your immune system. Their budgets would be incredibly smaller and it would be a much less profitable <laughs> business for them to be, be in. It would be. Um, they're interested in, they're not interested in cures. They're interested in how do we keep people comfortably sick? Mm -hmm. You know, just, you know, just healthy enough that they can function in everyday life you know, and they can push them a little more, go to job, you know, their job and watch football on the weekends. Yeah. Um, but you know, but how right can we keep them just sick enough to, to need a perpetual dose of, of medications? Um, and that's where they, where there needs to be a health revolution take place. Yes. But we keep doing this. We keep doing things like that. And that's one of the greatest things with media is, you know, how do you change the world? You wake up one person at a time. It's like yeah. the old man and the starfish story. Yeah. And I want to touch back on that 
the report that we read from the German top two top German pathologists. I mean, these are like Peter McCullough experts in their field level folks. Yep. And they did autopsies on 15 people who had died suddenly, you know, good. Have you seen this data? I, I may have heard it, but I probably okay. would have to look at it again. Okay. So 15 people died suddenly. Only I think four of them were actually getting treated for their COVID or for their illness. Most of them, they got the shot. They were out, out and about. One of them died in the car. One of them died at work. Several died at home. Uh, varying age groups. The lowest was 28. Highest was 95. A lot in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. They took all of, of between the 15 of them, they all took different, uh, all four different uh, vaccines. <laughs> mm-hmm. And what they found were they took organ tissue from each of these deceased and they started looking at them under a microscope and they found that there were killer T cells in the organs going in and killing, uh, or I think it was lymphocytes in the organ tissue and they were killing these cells and like piling them up into a, I guess a graveyard of dead discarded cells that they so forth. So essentially what they're saying is we, we've got to halt these vaccines immediately. Uh, this is autoimmune disease. The body is literally attacking itself. And it's just, that's the way that the, these vaccines are going to work because they, the MRNA spreads out, gets the organs mm-hmm. to start producing it. That's what's, causing the inflammation and they found this in uh i think it was 14 out of 15 had lung uh had this this um these dead t-cells in their lung tissue uh i think it was 13 out of 15 had it in their heart and then they had uh two of two of the 14 had it in their liver as well so Mm -hmm. uh, yeah and that's where most of the, you know, where, where is most of the immune system sitting? The, most of the immune system is sitting actually around the barriers. They are the guards. So they're sitting mm-hmm. in the lung barriers. They're sitting underneath the skin. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily circulating all around, you know, within the blood. They, they are actually within the tissues trying to be the first line of defense against that. So when do you want to fight the battle? You want to fight the battle you know, at the, when they're trying to cross the moat, you don't mm-hmm. want to fight the battle once they've already crossed the moat, scaled the wall yeah. and are inside, you know, and they're within yeah. the halls trying to find the king. Yeah. So if you see that, Oh, look at all, you know, look at this T cell, you know, invagination within these tissues like the liver and the lungs. Well, it makes sense because, you know, again, you get a spike protein, it's a foreign body, it doesn't belong in the body and it, the immune system has to do its job. And that's why I really believe when you see such a spike in autoimmunity, the reason why, because we're putting so many foreign proteins today uh, within our body that don't belong there. I mean, you can even have, you know, this is why even food can contribute to an autoimmune reaction. You look at people with uh, autoimmune thyroid issues, why Mm -hmm. wheat gluten affects them so, you know, so terribly, Mm -hmm. um, because even if foods are leaking through the gastrointestinal barrier becomes a foreign protein that you have to have an inflammatory response to. Um, so if it's happening in the lungs, it's happening in the liver, that's where you have a lot of your T cells, uh, macrophages, you know, and things like that's where a lot of them are, are sitting. So it makes sense, but you need to think about it. We're putting so many foreign bodies today 
into our tissues and the immune system says, wait a second, this does not belong inside of me. I want you to think about it. Joint replacements. Um, you want to think about dental implants. You want to think about breast implants. I mean, mm -hmm. just look and then look at the number of vaccines that are putting foreign proteins and bypassing the barriers. Mm -hmm. And what we're doing is we're freaking out the immune system um, to the point where we become so chronically inflamed and then doctors will put them on immunosuppressants for them to feel better, but watch any commercial with immunosuppressants and they say long-term use is going to cause cancer. Yeah. So this is really what we're doing to so many people is we're hyper-inflaming them and then we're medically bringing them down into, uh, into killing off the immune system only to then invite uh, um, cancer tumor cells within the body that the immune system has been medically altered that it can't fight off. Um, anymore. And believe me, we see it all the time. We see these things. Um, but even with tumor cells and stuff, you, you actually do need immune cells in order to, to clean up the damage. Okay. So what they're probably seeing is they're seeing T cells and probably seeing neutrophils that are trying to clean up, you know, uh, trying to clean up some of the dead tissue. Mm -hmm. And, um, but it gets to the point where there's such an inflammatory response and so much organ damage that the body is not able to recover. Okay. And, and am I right? Is that a cytokine storm when the body's going in attacking itself or is that, am I conflating two things there? Well, I, the, it just depends on the perspective is one of the okay. perspectives that would always, we, I, uh, this is what, this is why when, when, um, you know, I'm a wellness way doctor. And I think one of the first things that I learned is, is the body's not stupid. Yeah. And the body's not going to mess up and it's always is adapted for survival. It's not trying to kill you. It's trying to protect you and trying to extend your life. So this is why if you have high blood pressure, I ask people, is high blood pressure good or bad? Everyone says bad. I said, well, it depends. Yeah. What if you need high blood pressure to run away from the bear? I'm like, yeah. well, I guess it'd be good. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what if in your mind you are perpetually running away from the bear? Mm -hmm. Then your body is always going to have high blood pressure. It keeps you alive in the moment, but eventually there's going to be a long-term consequence, but it wants to keep you alive right now. Even with autoimmunity, people say, well, it's attacking itself. I'm like, well, what if it isn't? What if his body's not programmed to kill itself? What if it was just cleaning out dead and infected tissue? Okay. So when people say, hey, a cytokine storm, what's interesting, you look in the literature, there really isn't anything about a cytokine storm as much as all we did is what happens is, is if you have an insufficient innate immune system response. Mm -hmm. um, this is why there was so much flack about a year ago or maybe a year and a half ago when people would say, oh, take echinacea. Um, you need to take echinacea. And I don't know, you know if you've heard of that or your leaders or, or uh, listeners have heard of that too. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and you can take echinacea. People say, we got to be careful of a, of a cytokine storm. Well, the only thing that happens is, is it's not a cytokine storm as much as you are bringing sufficiency quickly back up to the immune system. And because that's oh. happening, the body says, uh Oh, we better catch up or you're going to be in a world yeah. of hurt. Okay. So yes, there are certain things that we have done for people. And I said, you're going to be in a world of hurt in the next two, three days, but it's needed. And this needs to happen. And you start giving that. And they said, yeah, I, I felt, but we think that a fever and, you know, symptoms and things like that, body aches, low energy, that's not us sick. That's the body trying to recover. Okay. And so you have, you know, what they would call a cytokine storm. 
is it re- is really just bringing the body back up to sufficiency. Um, and you just start feeding some of those immune system pathways, bring it back to sufficiency. And then it says, okay, you know, it's almost like the, the I love Lucy show where they couldn't keep up on the conveyor belt, you know, with the, now it has to keep up with, you know, taking all the candies off. So it will just, it will catch up once it starts to have uh, sufficiency. But there's a lot of people with a very sluggish innate immune system response um, that, and there's a lot of different reasons why, but then they have to rely on their adaptive, which is your T cells and your uh, CD4 cells. And once that kicks into place, sometimes there is so much tissue damage that's taken place that the body just goes into scramble mode to do anything that it can to try to, to try to save you from having a massive systemic infection. And yeah, it might be lung damage. It might be lung scarring, mm-hmm. um, but at least you're still alive and you're not dead. Okay. Okay. And I want to bring us back around to your case study because you've been working with him and, you know, on the vitamins and nutrient front as well to try and improve some of his stats. Can you just kind of wrap up? I, I, we've, I know we've already been over an hour. I don't know how much time you have, but I appreciate this. It's an excellent discussion. Yeah. Um, Thank you. How has that been going? What are you doing? Like, what's your strategy when you're treating someone who's uh, been vaccinated? Well, what's interesting is, you know, everybody's different and everybody is um, is unique. Um, if everyone had the same response, then I guess you, you could have a protocol for mm-hmm. it, you know? And so, you know, a lot of people are saying, hey, take vitamin D, zinc, quercetin, and... Um, you know, vitamin C and, you know, all of this different stuff. But yeah, when we, when we take, when we test the immune system, like we did for him, um, I said, Hey, you know, your natural killer cell response is low. Um, things like echinacea can help in order to feed those specific cells. Um, zinc can help to feed those specific cells. You're low in CD8, uh, wormwood can actually help, uh, increase a, a CD8 response. Um, and in fact, you know, uh, wormwood works, very similar to hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. Ah, interesting. <laughs> That's what they give it in Africa. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, uh, so if you need to prevent viral replication, licorice root can do great, mm-hmm. you know, with it. I so, make tea with that. So, yeah. I have a girlfriend and, that uh, does all this stuff and she's like, oh, licorice yeah. tea here. We get the little sticks and cut them and drop them in the tea. So, yeah. And people ask me, said like, uh, you know, like, we'll give people high dose chamomile. Like, and that just mm-hmm. depends on their, uh, their immune markers and people are like, Oh, I already have chamomile tea. I'm like, all right, well, do you want to have 30 cups of tea? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it, for him, it just depended on, it was, um, you know, a lot of echinacea and it was a lot of wormwood, you know, for a while until we retested that again. So we did things in order to bring that back up. And, you know, obviously the scientific method said you would have had a control group, but with what I'm doing as a doctor, we can't have a control group. We're not going to say, well, you're just going to go ahead and suffer. But now after you, when you look at his homocysteine levels and things like that, we are uh, doing some things in order to help improve his methylation pathways. Um, Like, I mean, there are things like high dose nitric oxide, beetroots can do it. Um, um, uh, We're we're actually, certain pathways like betaine. So eating high betaine, high choline type foods. And of course he really, you know, high choline foods are going to be in eggs, but he's got a massive egg allergy. So we, you know, we can't do that. We have to find different things. 
Um, but we're helping them with stomach acid production. You need betaine in order to make stomach acid and uh, lots of salt. Um, and then also I said, hey, you know, after the first of the year, I want you to specifically work on your detox and methylation pathways. And so um, everybody's a little bit different, but we're doing high dose things like uh, um, milk, milk thistle, schisandra, you know, for the first 10 days, mm -hmm. schisandra, turmeric in order to start squeezing it out, high dose B12, B9, um, you know, and then, you know, I said, hey, we'll retest in basically like end of February and we'll see, we'll see where you're at. Okay. okay. I wish I could say there's a, there's a protocol, but like, you know, the protocol is dependent on, on, you know, the testing. And so we try to take a really personalized approach. So everyone is different and it's really just based on a lot of the testing. I, you know, I, I think we're going to see a lot of problems unfolding over the next few years amongst the, the vaccinated and I agree hundred percent. The people who do nothing or just follow the government advice are going to be in the worst group compared to somebody who's coming to someone like you and getting all of their counts done and looking at, okay, what does my body need and what kind of lifestyle mm -hmm. changes and what kind of food input changes do I need to be making here in order to get these counts up? So, yep. Um, yeah. I appreciate it. Is. We really take, it. we really take a personalized um, approach, you know, to it. And, you know, especially for me and, you know, some of the colleagues that I work with in the wellness way, right now we can't keep up. And, and I mean, I actually yeah. feel bad because we, we have had to say no to people. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we have had to probably say no to 500 people. And the problem is, is, you know, we really, we really can't get them what they need when they're in Canada. I mean, New Zealand, Australia, and these people are saying, please help us, Yeah. you know, and we just, we can't, we can't help them in the capacity that I can help this gentleman. Um, but it, a lot of people reaching out who, who have been injured. Um, and I've, I have looked at labs from, I mean, literally like people from Romania, people from Australia, New Zealand, I mean, Russia, <laughs> Greece, people have brought that. And it, you know, it's, this is, I don't, I have, I've seen more than just one immune panel, mm -hmm. you know, I have seen multiple and they all share kind of a common a common thread. Um, but all of them are, are, you know, in the same aspect, uniquely different because the, everyone's health is a little bit different going into it. Okay. Okay. So, uh, you have a YouTube channel that's on its way out. Mine was canned a while ago when I had 50,000 subscribers and now you're yeah. on rumble. Uh, Dr. Yep. Nathan Thompson, I think is the rumble channel. If people go and look there yeah. and your clinic is exemplify health you're in illinois where in illinois yeah i'm right outside of chicago it's um exemplify health center it's a wellness way affiliate uh my good friend dr patrick flynn had actually started the wellness way so we are uh we have about 100 clinics across the united states and okay. even in uh, europe too um and basically we help to solve the problems um the health problems that that other doctors can't because we think and act differently yeah. um so yes i still do have a youtube channel i'm just trying to get that banned um the last video that i did about the second i'm like i'm just probably gonna do it, to it. yeah <laughs> probably gonna happen i'm just waiting for it to get a little bit more traction um and if it does i'm fine with that yeah um you know but i won't let them suppress the truth right. you can you can get rid of me but people will find me in on other mediums on rumble 
you know, and then probably pretty quickly on Truth Social too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. I'm preparing to be banished from Twitter as well here very soon because yeah they flagged one of yeah. my tweets as um, it was the whole the pilot magazine where they published all the pilots that have died this year versus last year it wasn't all that yep. scientific but they flagged that with the big misinformation wouldn't let people retweet it I'm like oh my days are numbered here so yeah what can you it's do? not uh, it, it's not a matter of if it's just a matter of when mm -hmm. and i'm i'm just waiting for people like robert malone to get banned i mean that's just yeah. you know the, the, the inventor of the mrn and uh, mrna vaccine mm -hmm. it's just a matter of time and you're going to see a big purge as they start to lose the narrative yeah. um, but people are smart they're going to know where to go into other alternative media sources and so i probably will have most of my stuff on rumble and whenever i do a video it goes to youtube right now and then goes to goes to rumble as well Okay, perfect. Well, so people can find you there um, and look up Exemplify Health. So these wellness centers, you mentioned 100 clinics, so the, those are spread out around yep. the U.S.? Yeah, around, okay. the, around the United States, yeah. And people um, can find similar doctors to you that will help them work through this, these issues that they're having. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And, you know, in fact, they, they too, if there's not one that's close to them, um, you, you can't even work remotely. We can order tests to go to, you know, to a lab core or get a blood okay. draw and set that up remotely. Um, I know like for me, I am uh, pretty booked and I've been trying to push people yeah. to other doctors. I'm not special, you yeah. know, anything. What I said here, other doctors could say the same exact thing. It's just, I had a video that got traction, but you know, yeah. the other doctors as well, um, are unbelievably smart, you know, and when people say, well, how did you know that? I'm like, we just look at things from a different perspective. That's it. And this is the biggest thing that I want to tell people that are, are listening is look at it from a different perspective. What if the body wasn't making mistakes? What if it wasn't attacking itself? What if it was trying to adapt and survive? And then you start seeing things like blood pressure. You see things like colds and flu. You, you look at that the body is wonderful. It's trying to adapt, it's trying to keep you alive, but there's going to be a consequence of it trying to adapt long-term. And that long-term adaptation is things like chronic inflammation, hormone issues, fertility issues, you know, things like that, that we deal with, you know, in people every single day. Okay, perfect. Well, I thank you for coming on and, and joining us and sharing your insights and information. Um, I wish you luck in treating your patients. Thank and you very much. Look forward to uh, your future videos on Rumble, most likely. Dr. Nathan Thompson, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Appreciate you having me on. All right, sir. Rapper's gassing and every rapper's selfish. Every rapper's trapping and every rapper sells bricks. The only saving I'ma do my part to help it. They kill black the ripper and in my heart I felt it. But it's hard though when everyone is brainwashed. I'm trying to show you the way and you just wanna stay lost. Give me an old school beat to spit pain on. They put my friend on medication now he's not the same don. 
I'm sorry, but it had to be mentioned. If he don't take tablets every day, then he'll get sectioned. And he don't get no love from his siblings. Because they'll rather him trapped in the system. Fuck the system, say it loud and say it proud. I'm stuck in a matrix, I'm trying to make it out. Has the world gone crazy? You ain't gotta ask. They wouldn't serve me in a shop because I ain't got a mask. Remember preaching to my friends in school times, telling them about GMO and fluoride. The new world order is here, you better wake up. And wearing a mask is a sign that you gave up. Take that shit off your face, cuz don't let them take your freedom like a cage bird. Free the world, that means I'm trying to save Earth. I'm too real to be living in a fake world. Cause all this shit's getting to my head, man In a pandemic, but nobody's dead, fam And none of this shit don't make sense The vaccine's coming like a mark of Satan Cause all this shit's getting to my head, man In a pandemic, but nobody's dead, fam And none of this shit don't make sense The vaccine's coming like a mark of Satan I miss my dad, I wondered if we'll meet again All lives matter, fam, not just BLM and I don't hate any race, I love all colours Stop being ignorant because we're all brothers Free June Asagi hasn't done nothing wrong And tell Matt Hancock to go and suck his mum I trust fruit and veg, I don't trust the NHS Tupac was killed off, he didn't fake his death I'm sick of the media and the government Always lying to my people, I've had enough of it But so much trust in the system that your sense gone Now they won't accept my cash in a restaurant Things are changing over a virus I can't even fly, it's got me thinking about Cyprus Nowadays I can't go shopping without an argument I see why Guy Ford tried to blow up Parliament Cause all this shit's getting to my head man In a pandemic but nobody's dead fam and none of this shit don't make sense The vaccine's coming like a mark of Satan Cause all this shit's getting to my head man In a pandemic but nobody's dead fam And none of this shit don't make sense The vaccine's coming like a mark of Satan Thank you for listening, folks on Twitter, 